Hey everyone, welcome to Just Not A Breakers podcast. My name is Silke and today I'll be talking about, I don't know if you can call it a book, some, some people do, some people don't, but I'm going to be talking about a series of manga, uh, which are Japanese comics. And I'm going to be talking about a series today, uh, the Ikigami series. And I'll be covering the first five volumes in this episode and the next five, so volume six to ten in the episode um, that comes after this one since yeah. <laughs> and since I really didn't have the time to finish ten of these manga in two weeks. Um, I've already read like a thousand pages of this. My notes match the length of my other episodes and maybe it's even longer so this can be one of the longer episodes but I'll try to keep this about an hour long. Alright so the premise um, take two. (laughs) Take three not take two. Take four. So in the future, uh, all kids get, all children, all citizens of Japan get injected with a vaccine um, when they enter primary school. And one of thousands, one of uh, one in a thousand vaccines um, contains a nano capsule. I don't know how to pronounce this. So this one of one in the thousands of these vaccines contains a nanocapsule uh, that'll um, kill the person who gets injected by it um, between the age of eighteen and twenty four, and that's because of a prosperity law the Japanese government in this alternate universe since this is science fiction I didn't tell it's science fiction so alternate universe and well like it's not dystopian but just alternate universe um and 24 24 hours before um the person will disease they get an ikigami um, and I'm totally mispronouncing this but I cannot speak Japanese so don't blame me okay so uh, don't don't mind the audio quality of this episode I have no idea what's going on but my sound waves are tiny 24 hours before the person diseases they get an ikigami and that is basically it's almost literally translated a letter of disease. The ikigami, uh, they are delivered delivered by a government agent. Yeah, then basically that person entire that person's entire world just stops. They have twenty four hours to live, and what will you do? the last 24 hours of your life that's basically the main question in this book or in this series all right um to the characters 
I've only written down like two things since I uh, did the character thing after I read the first volume but in you you'll notice that there's more characters as the series progresses more recurring characters. Alright, so our main character actually we don't really get to see our main character that much since the series basically focuses on the people who receive the Ikigami and like their last day on earth, how they spend it. And that's like the little stories and we have a, then we have a frame story that is um, focused on our main character, that's Kengo Fujimoto. And I'm basically just going to say Fujimoto. That, that's not how I should pronounce it, but, but for some reason I pronounce it like this. I, I don't pronounce it like that in my head, but I do have that. Brain, how do you work? Tell me. So, um, Fujimoto is the main Ikigami deliverer in the manga series. Um, he actually doesn't think that the prosperity law or the yeah, the law that actually that's behind the Ikigami. Fujimoto doesn't think that the law is just and that it, that it actually isn't necessary but he cannot say that because they have a very strict society and actually the moment you get subversive thoughts or like thoughts that are against that law or yeah, that are against that law or that don't support it directly um, then they actually come and arrest you, but later more later I'll, you'll you'll notice more of that that's uh, mentioned in the manga. I, I have no idea whether I've written it down or not, but my my notes are very different um, than usual. And then actually, um, so and then the telling or the saying of these subversive thoughts or thoughts that are against that prosperity law those are called thought crimes although they only mention that term in the first and maybe second volume I'm not sure but I know in the third, fourth and fifth volume they don't say that that's a bit consistency it doesn't, it doesn't last long there are other characters that recur in the frame story, but um, at the moment that I made the, this character um, part of my notes, they were there and I can't really just make it up. So that'll be uh, for the next episode. So the next episode is going to be a continuation of me talking about the series, but I had to split it up because took too long. So then we have other characters, I just literally wrote down other characters and that are the characters that receive the Kigami and that basically are in each episode. So, so you have 10 volumes and 20 episodes, so there's two episodes, two little stories 
in each volume with a little bit of the frame story in between. Okay, I just saw some I just saw something in the settings and apparently the device that was recording wasn't my microphone even though my microphone is be is plugged in my sound waves are way bigger that's amazing okay my i think i found uh, i i think i discovered why my audio quality was that bad let me know how this sounds because i think i figured it out Alright, so um, now I'm going to put a spoiler warning and I actually also a trigger warning because um, this this concept actually it invites a lot of um, triggering scenarios and um, I, I really can't specify what kind of trigger warning because there's a bit of everything in here. There, there's some heavy stuff in here. And I, I've said it a lot. Apparently I, I just can't read things that just fluffy and all that just nothing happens in there. I don't know. So a spoiler and trigger warning. I'm going to do the in-depth discussion now. We are I'm literally going to tell you in short uh, what happens in the first 10 episodes or in the first 5 volumes. That's a bit the same of the Ikigami series um, you can go to the nor usually I have a review now I have a really small review of like what I think so far so I'm going to go back and editing tell you um, how much you have to skip through or I'm going to you're, you're just going to hear me tell you um, how much you have to skip right now so uh, skip 50 minutes at this point uh, uh, to avoid spoilers thank you okay and we're back so I hope everyone who doesn't want to get spoiled or doesn't want to have spoilers um, has skipped through because I am going to give many many spoilers right now so um, we begin with volume one. There is the the one in a thousand chance that you get um, picked as the person who has to who has to die for the law and for the prosperity of the entire country. That's basically the thing in this book. And then you have um, then we get some little pieces about Fujimoto's time at school and like a at a lecture with uh, a fellow student who committed a thought crime so that's like when you have subversive thoughts and you say them out loud we also kind of get the first glimpse of how it is for Fujimoto to um, work as a as an ikigami deliverer and um, then we actually switch to the first story and he Fujimoto he delivers a an ikigami <laughs> to um, a person called Yusuke 
and I am again mispronouncing this since I cannot speak Japanese and everything all those names are Japanese and I have no idea how to pronounce them if you, if anyone wants to teach me how to like correctly pronounce these names please do since I want to know but I, I just I can't bring myself to like learn Japanese for it so um we go to episode one or story one so uh, Yusuke is someone uh, who got bullied in high school and uh, some and it went really far and some of his fellow students used his head as an ashtray um, so like to get rid of their cigarettes and because of that Yusuke um, needs to wear a wig since he lost most of his hair and then uh, we fast forward four years later that's the present and then uh, Yusuke he comes home and his mother his mother gives him the ikigami that Fujimoto delivered before or earlier and um, Yusuke actually doesn't believe that it's a real one he believes that it's a mistake that he got an ikigami since it didn't do anything wrong and later he overhears his, he overhears his mother on the phone with his dad who and apparently his dad doesn't want to come home even though it's Yusuke's last day on earth and then um, well Yusuke he doesn't believe that he should be the one uh, to die and he's going to get revenge on his bullies which basically in this case means that he's going to try and unalive them if you know what I mean a bit later he um, begins to take these bullies down one by one uh, the first one he encounters one of the girls and he attacks her with a knife but before that uh, he rapes her and that's very wrong I, I mean the bullying is wrong but what he's doing right now is very wrong um, that's a bit next level although I'm not justifying bullying like that isn't good either but like there's no reason to go do these things but you know that I I'm not that person, I'm not a character, I don't know. Um, um, the next target uh, was like the main bully. That's actually um, that person, he bettered his life and he's now working as, what's this called? Like someone who um, does like hair stuff and like who cuts your hair. I, it's not a barber because a barber is like for beard but like for other hair on your head I, I 
I forgot the word in English. I get the, I have the French word in my head, but I have no idea um, what the English word is, and I won't look it up right now. And Yusuke cuts off one of uh, the man's fingers, so to make sure that he doesn't, he can't really do his job anymore. Uh, since yeah, it's hard to have to work with scissors when you can't hold them properly. Uh, Yusuke sees a kid that's going through uh, the same type of bullying that he did and he gives the kids the advice uh, like if if the kids are going to do something because if he's going to freak out and do something irrational then that that the kids shouldn't wait until it's too late and then uh, that story ends then we go back to Fujimoto um, and he actually is at that point he's really questioning the law and he wonders if he'll ever get used to his job since he still can't justify it in his own head so uh, episode 2 so the second episode actually isn't as violent as most and I liked I liked reading this one more than the first. So we have um, two friends, Torio and Hidekazu, or however you have to pronounce that, and they are uh, popular street artists uh, playing on uh, playing under the band name uh, Komatsuna. One day when they are performing in a small cafe, or like really small bar or something or pub I don't know how it's called there's so many words for it in English um, basically Torio gets offered a label deal um, but as a solo artist and then he has to leave Hidekazu behind so they can't really do it both and Torio actually takes the contract uh, then we get a bit uh, in the present, so that's two years later. So the contract label deal was two years ago, and now in the present, we have Fujimoto on like a trip with cloth, like an excursion. That's the word, an excursion. Um, to learn more about the working of the system um, of the prosperity vaccination. So the, the that's the name of the vaccination that actually um, are behind the behind the Kigami. Process is actually divided in, into three sections. In the first section actually um, they activate they, they activate the capsule the second um puts the vaccine with the capsule in a syringe and the third section uh, then um is in charge of who gets which vaccine and then in the end the these three sections kind of um combine their information and based on that, the ikigami can be correctly delivered to the person. I'm I'm lisping a bit. Uh, 
I don't know why I'm listening mainly listening a bit strange notice how I said person that's strange this person anyway uh, sidetracking then we go back to our two characters uh, we have Hidekazu and he works as a as a mail deliverer um after Torio accepts um the record deal and Hidekazu actually just sees his potential career going away so he he doesn't have an opportunity to do it by himself or he doesn't want to and then uh, we switch to Torio with, who actually didn't succeed in uh, getting his fame or the fame he wanted to be popular and he didn't get that on his own and now he has to be like the background and uh, background singer and like second voice and guitarist of someone else like a very arrogant person uh, and he is uh, questioning whether he actually made the right choice accepting the record deal since uh, he had way more fun with Hidekazu then Fujimoto uh, at the office he gets uh, the Ikigami has to, he has to deliver and one of them is Torios so uh, there, there's a lot of switching characters here but that's like maybe that you, you'll get used to it then we go back to Torio and he and uh, Tatsuiko I, I don't know what I wrote down so then he and the other uh, person uh, they have to do a live performance on the radio and then the same day Torio heard that at home he gets the Ikigami and then um, we switch to Hidekazu and he gets hit by a car while delivering a package and he ends up in hospital not good he's like in a coma and then we switch to the live performance story of starch starch starts okay that's better see i'm lisping huh? torio starts uh, the live performance and uh, that's 30 minutes before his hour of the seas this time of the seas um which also has been um, calculated beforehand so they know exactly when he's going to die um, I really can't read normal stuff can I? I mean like people die in every book or thing that I discussed I wonder what it says about me <laughs> no just that just happened to be the books that I am am reading at the moment. I mean, uh, next thing I'm going to discuss is like the the Hunger Games spin-off book. So people's going, people are going to die there too. I mean, and after that, maybe I'll do, I'll do something fluffy or and that I'll try that. But I, I like having adventure in 
the stories I read. And apparently that just happens to include much uh, people that disease. Yeah, no, that, that's, I, I read that. Um, so, um, instead of the generic song Torio and the other person have to play, uh, Torio actually plays the uh, song she, uh, he, why did I say she, he and Hidekazu got um, famous for uh, on the str- in the streets. Um, and he unwittingly unwittingly manages to save Hidekazu's life just by that because Hidekazu heard that song on the radio and somehow just got out of coma. I don't think that actually works in real life, but I don't know. I'm not a medical student, so I wouldn't know. Uh, that's volume one. Then volume two. Episode 3 of the series. We start with Fujimoto and his girlfriend. They break up because the girlfriend actually doesn't want to be with someone who's like a bit depressed since he literally like his job is to tell people that they're going to die. How can you be optimistic about that? The girlfriend kind of doesn't like that. And then we switch to the character of this story. That's um, uh, most of the names I mentioned actually are the lost names since in Japan they like do things really formally. They, they uh, tend to be really formal, and half of these names are literally lost names of people. So uh, we switch to Katsumara or Katsumura. I am not sure. Um, Katsumura, I think, and he's an expiring aspiring director and he at this point he actually finally gets a chance to direct something himself but he also has a falling out with his girlfriend Um, that's not the same person but they both have a falling out with their girlfriend but Katsumura has it because um, he is on drugs and the girlfriend doesn't like that and they have so this huge falling out, and they don't talk for two weeks, and then uh, we switch to two week. We go two weeks later, and Kasumura is at the filming location. He's going to stay there overnight, and meanwhile his girlfriend receives an ikigami, and her name is uh, Kazusa or Katsusa. I don't know. That's that's me not knowing Japanese people. If if any Japanese people are listening, please help me. I want to be able to pronounce these names right. And when uh, Katsumura uh, figures out that Katsusa is dying um, and that she actually saved them from being fired when he kind of um, ended up in hospital. Uh, because because of an overdose and his boss over overheard that um actually Kazusa saved him so uh, Kazusa saved them from being fired and now um he's actually going to race back home uh, to be with her when she dies 
And uh, he calls her saying that um, he has some drugs hidden away in a shoe. Hidden away in a shoe um, and that they prolong or that they are rumored to prolong life. Uh, but Kazusa ODs on the stuff and actually dies before um, Kasumura gets there. And then the last thing we actually uh, see of these characters is that Kasumura uh, is in a reba- rehab. Why can't I just say things right? Um, that Kasumura is in a rehab center. Um, our fourth story is about a young man who is working as a caregiver in like a retirement home and there's uh, one of the residents that actually um, think that has uh, Alzheimer and she thinks that the boy is uh, her deceased husband and they like the husband died uh, in a war uh, while serving military stuff. The caregiver, the the boy actually, um, he becomes really close with her, and he kind of gets her out of her conviction because she convinced herself that he sh- that she couldn't walk anymore. Yeah, he's trying to get her to like it and all. Um, to make sure that she doesn't really lose the ability to walk since she's like in her 80s and that's a possibility apparently but again I am not a medical student I have no idea about all, all of this any of this then uh, the boy comes home and after seeing uh, the absence note Fujimoto left uh since he delivered the Ikigami uh, when the boy wasn't at home. I, I don't... I haven't written down... Ah, the name. The name is the last sentence I wrote. But it isn't the last sentence that I'm, ten, that I'm telling right now. But like, I'm... I'm so, uh, the name of the young man is uh, Suji Takebe. And uh, he... He actually... Takebe goes to a service center and there he gets a bit like, is this a therapy thing? Yeah, this is, um, he, he goes to service service center since he's like really experiencing really heavy emotions. He doesn't know um, what he should do and he goes to therapy and they give him like, they give him a calming medicine thing but he doesn't know that that's just to make sure he doesn't like panic or something apparently that's something these therapists do in this alternate universe um Fujimoto witnesses a part of the therapy and is very impressed um so the uh and Suji Takebe I am mispronouncing this um he says he's going to um yeah, he says his goodbyes to uh, the people at the retirement home and uh, ultimately actually the old woman uh, which, uh, of which I haven't written a name down she um, starts practicing to walk again and all because of uh, the support that Suji has 
um, shown her. And actually, uh, but before uh, Suji then dies, uh, the patient she goes missing, uh, and they and he helps them search for her, and they find her, and then Suji can die peacefully, or he yeah, he dies peacefully, and um, well, he's done a good thing. Then uh, actually. Uh, later, Fujimoto runs in, runs into that therapist, and then she tells him um, she used uh, a small dose of like calming medication stuff uh, on the kids to like suit his anxiety. I I suppose. All right, volume three. So this is episode 5 and 6. The fifth, fifth episode is about a politician called uh, so a Kazuko Chukimoto. She's a very strict parent and she doesn't feel like a really good parent uh, if you read the story. And uh, she is, she's really strict and she kind of gets mad at her son because his grades aren't really good and the boy he begins to really like take it very personally and he's, he gets a bit depressed and he starts like self-harming and then we switch to Fujimoto and the therapist I believe her name was Miss uh, Kubo they discuss uh, the change of workspace of the therapist since she's now going to work at the same office as Fujimoto um, whereas previously she worked in another district and then Fujimoto needs to deliver an Ikigami and that's to the son of uh, Miss Toshimoto so or Tohimoto I, I have no idea people help me I don't know how to pronounce these names and basically his mother wants to use that to her advantage in her political campaign uh, because like people need to vote quickly and like she, she's trying to get more votes and all and then she's, she's really heartless and she's willing to use the deaths of her son to her advantage advantage and then um he actually like the boy gets mad at it and he wants to um, make his mother feel what he's been feeling for uh, the past years and he uh, steals a gun from a police officer which is like a very extreme um, thing but apparently people really do extreme things when they know they only have 24 hours to live um, that's the concept of this um, he steals a gun from the police officers and he attends one of his mother's speeches uh, planning to actually um, yeah, to shoot her because he has a gun and what else are you going to do with a gun? I mean, um, but like before he can shoot uh, his mother, before the boy can shoot his mother, the police stop him and he ends up in hospital because they, they, had, they, they had to shoot him. Like, he didn't die because of that, but the 
No, he didn't survive long. Anyway, um, but the mother, she does survive. Um, and then uh, we go to Fujimoto again, and he uh, he thinks that there's a better way to actually let people um, see the meaning of and and the words of life. Um, that doesn't involve getting one in a thousand citizens. And like, to me, that seems really, and like, that seems like a huge amount since, well, I, like, my country, Belgium, we, we have like 12 million inhabitants. But I know that Japan probably has more. I, you know what, I'm going to look at that, but I want to know now. <laughs> Again, sidetracking. I might like this, I don't know, but I do sidetrack a lot. 125.7 million and... Oh my god, that's like 10 times more than Belgium. Oh my god, I, I can't fathom this. That's a huge amount. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting shocked right now. I wasn't expecting that. I, I didn't expect it to be so high, okay. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, sidetracking. I like huge sidetracking. Oh my gosh. Hundred and twenty five million inhabitants. How how can How? And we're going to episode six. And that's now we have our main character, Sakura. And she is blinded. Uh, she's blind because of an accident that happened uh, when she was very young. Um, I believe she was three years old or something. They said. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but uh, then, eleven years later, when she is fourteen, uh, she has a chance of getting her vision back. Um, by like operating procedure that they can like the the yeah that they can replace the part of her eye that um doesn't work anymore i know and and i know i personally know people who are considered blind and i am pretty sure that isn't possible for them um so like this is a very rare thing and also like it's a good thing that they have a blind character but they she she has a blind cane so like the you know the typical the white cane that you see like typically with blind people um she has that but it's like it's a tapping one and she's using it wrong. Like, I know from experience how to use that, like those canes, and I know that this character is using that wrong. It triggered me. Okay, so we're going back to Sakura's story. I am I'm sidetracking every five minutes. This is just. This is going to be a long episode, apparently. Um. 
um, her brother was taking was taking care of her when she's not in hospital. Um, he get, he got mixed up with the wrong people in the past, and um, he gets an ikigami. Uh, right now he gets an ikigami, and he decides that he is going to be the donor. Um, for that part uh, of the eye that is good that uh, is being replaced uh, in Sakura. But he doesn't want her to know uh, since he knows that she won't be okay with that. Uh, I'm still going to, I'm going to do some differently. Yeah, I am am experimenting with audio settings right now. Um, Let me know how this episode sounds, please. Like which part was the best of recording, and, and I'm just going to try and figure out what I did then to make the audio sound like that, since I really don't know what I'm doing. And then actually, um, Fujimoto he has to deliver that ikigami, uh, and Sakura uh, accidentally overhears him delivering. The, the ikigami and she gets mad and uh, because she doesn't want a brother to um, die and then the brother gets mad at Fujimoto um, when Sakura isn't there and he kind of like beats him and like um, Fujimoto actually he um, like Fujimoto the, he figures out a way to make uh, sure that Sakura will undergo the procedure and the operation um, and the plan um, is basically they are going to pretend that everything is an hour later and that the brother actually like that that he didn't get the gigami or that, that it was a mistake um, until after the operation is done um, and then the plan is successful but uh, Fujimoto he, um, he went against the procedure of yeah, the law and he isn't supposed to be that involved with uh, people that receive the Higami uh, and actually he has to do way more paperwork than usually in his job and that that's already a lot um, yeah so he isn't happy about that it's a bit of a punishment And then we have the next volume, and I have no idea why I'm, uh, why am I singing right now? I have no idea. In the seventh episode, uh, we have a teacher who gets fired because one of his students um, spread a rumor that he, uh, that the teacher actually like took pictures of of some girls in the changing room um, after gym class and he like planted he plants those pictures on the phone of the teacher and the man gets fired because of course that's against school policy they can't just let someone like that teach at school no, um, so again uh, Fujimoto and his boss they talk about uh, the boss's uh, rebellion against the law as a as a student 
uh, at the time when that law was something really new and people didn't really understand what um, what its purpose was or so the boss says then uh, Fujimoto he delivers the ikigamis to the teacher uh, that's uh, Tamura I guess on his way back to the office uh, Fujimoto and um, Fujimoto sees the therapist Miss Kubo and what he believes is a boyfriend in a car together he like gets really awkward and he hides and stuff teacher he wants to kind of avenge himself and he tortures um, the headmaster and uh, his wife which really isn't okay and there's a lot of things in this that aren't okay but um, the headmaster and his wife um, they get tortured but they survive but barely and then the teacher goes after uh, the, the students uh, who got him fired and they actually kind of wants to um, take his revenge um, on that student by harming his mother or that, that boy's mother which isn't okay again but like none of it is um, and then actually the kids uh, he saves his mom's life and the, and the teacher uh, then dies peacefully in his sleep in jail or in prison I don't know I don't know what's the difference again between jail and prison. I know there's a difference, but we never actually learned that. But I've, I've heard someone say that. I don't know. Um. Anyways, I'm sight. That that. Oh, what's that? The the fifth time I sidetracked this minute. And actually, uh, Fujimoto, again. Uh, he talks to Miss Kubo about uh, what he saw in the car just and, and that basically not nothing really wrong or something they just they talked and they smiled now we get the impression that the boyfriend of the therapist was actually like a family member uh, and like Fujimoto then to himself figured that he should try to get a girlfriend again Episode 8 is all about cars, and I have no idea what. Like, there, there's a lot of car stuff in here, but it's all about cars, and I, I don't know anything about this. It's cars and a bit of a dysfunctional family, I guess. Like, a couple that got a child really young, and then complication and complication and complication. Um, but yeah, I'm going to talk to you about this. So we have actually our main characters. We have a 25-year-old um, car fanatic, his 23-year-old wife, and their six-year-old six daughter uh, who has asthma. Um, they are uh, struggling with money. Uh, they're a bit poor. And um, that's mainly because uh, the husband, uh, he spends a lot of money on his cars and like altering the cars. And sometimes those alterations aren't really legal. Like it's a race 
racing car, sports car. Um, and then uh, while the husband is at work, the mother uh, receives an ikigami uh, when she comes home. Uh, after she, she she's done working earlier than her husband, and she receives an ikigami, and the husband gets a call from the employer of the wife uh, saying that she has quit her job and uh, then the mother she she takes her daughter Mina with her um, and they, they leave uh, together to see uh, in her husband's car and he he starts searching for them um, and um, and he kind of follows them uh, to see or to where he thinks they're going, like the nearest dock. And uh, the police actually hold uh, the mother up, and they don't want uh, them to drive in it anymore since it's illegally altered. Then uh, there's family drama at the docks. I literally just wrote that down since that's 10 pages of that and like actually eventually everything turns out okay and the family returns home. And actually like the boyfriends of the therapist or like the of Mrs. Kubo, I have no idea whether it is her boyfriend or not. We don't really know that. Um, but uh, you see like a flashback and Turns out that he wanted to infiltrate something, like probably a government agency or something. Then cliffhanger because the volume ends. Actually, I have way more notes on the next story than on the others. I have no idea why, but I just suddenly there were more notes. I don't really know why. So we go. Uh, to the final volume I'll be discussing in this episode and it's good that I split it up since this is going to be a long episode already. So episode 9, uh, we have a name and I'm trying to read the name, Yukimara I think? Yukimasa. So Yukimasa wants to be an artist and uh, but his family disapproves and they um, they run a painting company but like that's just you're painting your wall in a color and that's it. Um, but they, the company kind of doesn't get a lot of customers. And um, they ask Yukimasa to start spray painting um, illegally. So they can just like paint over it and then get money. And um Yukimasa does this to um, satisfy his parents uh, under the uh, name of FK, or like the abbreviation. And that's just because he was um, pushed by his dad to save the company. Um, and then Fujimoto and the therapist, Ms. Kuba, they chat, uh, but like... He gets new ikigami to deliver and uh, he has to leave. Then 
back to FK. So FK gets an offer uh, to spray paint uh, the first legal wall in town. Uh, but he refuses because he knows the family wouldn't approve. And then when he comes home, Fujimoto delivers his, his ikigami. Um, but the father tells him to stop lying. And he beats Fuji. Of Fujimoto. And back at the office, Fujimoto and his boss, they talk about um, the pros- the prosperity police. So like the, there's a kind of the secret service agents that um, work for the government uh, to uh, find people who commit those crimes and like the who have uh, subversive uh, opinions. And uh, he warns Fujimoto to, to sing before he speaks, uh, since he could get in a lot of trouble if he doesn't. Um, and we go back to Yukimasa and he offers to paint over all the illegal graffiti uh, for free. And his family isn't really happy with that, but he threatens to tell the police um, what they made him do, like the, so the illegally the illegal spray painting thing and f- and he says that his family needs to use the uh, money of the like the compensation the family gets because of someone dying from an ikigami um, and the initiative is successful and Yakumasa kind of as a lost act he shows up at the legal wall to spray paint it but there's another artist there, and uh, Yukimasa lies to the kid and tells him um, that taking the city's offer is lame and that graffiti should be done illegally. And then, uh, as a final act of rebellion, Yukimasa makes an artwork that is really strongly against the prosperity law but nobody knows who he is and he's dead so they can't really do anything to him to him anymore since yeah he's dead so uh, Fujimoto isn't exactly pleased by that artwork but he doesn't know uh, that Yukimasa was the one who made it and the therapist is like she's calling someone and she's telling them that Fujimoto is probably against the law and from that we kind of like get the impression that the therapist is a part of the prosperity police so like the secret service thing and then you switch to the um, kids so the the kid that like that Yukimasa scared uh, away from from doing that spray painting thing but he did that but like very a thing that he thought was very lame and not like him at all but he gets an offer to uh, do an artwork in his own his own style and I really hope we get a continuation of this since I want to know what happens to this character and now we are going to the last episode episode 10 our last short story um we have we have classroom context again we had high school or the thing that resembles high school 
Um, I'm using this as a term because I kind of think that most people understand what high school is. I mean, we, we don't really have that. Yeah, we have that, but it isn't called that. It isn't called that, you know. Anyways, I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, we have a school setting, and um, you kind of have an overachiever in the class, and, and he's very strictly raised. Uh, his father is part of that prosperity police, and he really is straight as a line. He always follows the rules. He's very strict uh, with his fellow students and all that stuff. Um, and that's all because of his family, actually. And a, classma- a classmate of him, kind of, he, um, he found a subversive person, kind of, like, who was like a conspiracy theorist and he really was uh, against the law. And then he switched to um, the, like, our main character in this little story. So the the very strictly raised person boy uh, like he fathers like he fought uh, his father I'm sorry I, I I only have to read this like why so his father uh, he casually like discusses the law and um, the uh, drop in the boys grades and dinner and yeah that kid obviously like he feels a lot of pressure because yeah yeah he feels a lot of pressure uh from his family from his dad he wants to live up to the expectations of the family and of his dad and then uh, in class the other students uh that's discovered that subversive uh person he kind of gets praised and our main character, I have no idea what his, what his name is actually, he gets very jealous. Uh, Fujimoto and Miss Kubo, they uh, go out to the theater and afterwards uh, they talk for a bit and then uh, Fujimoto has to go uh, to deliver uh, an ikigami to the boy and he is very, very honored and happy uh, unlike the other people um, in the other stories we've discussed. Um, since yeah, they're going to die, but this this kid is raised in a different way. They yeah. he sees it as an honor, like good for him. I don't want to die, but if he's okay with that, yeah, sure. Um, at home uh, he gets praise and at school too, but he catches someone talking shit about him at school. Uh, in the boys' bathroom, and uh, then he kind of that's basically a turning point, and and he he kind of gets thrown out with that. Everyone uh, looks up at me, thing that he had going on, and he he realizes that people really don't like him. Uh, then he wants to notify the police. Uh, on the entire class because he believes that they have subversive thoughts uh, so that that's actually very radical students uh, I found the word is very 
radical in this. Um, and after uh, that student, he um, after he beats a he uh, after he beats a classmate. Uh, after that, uh, his father comes to arrest him, and he and the boy dies in a cell um, at. 9 a.m. exactly uh, as the Ikigami said. And then we switch to Fujimoto and Miss Kubo and they are again at the theater um, and they talk and uh, Miss Kubo actually reveals that she is strongly against the prosperity law and she tells uh, Fujimoto this because she believes she can trust him and that is the end i know this is a huge cliffhanger but it's the middle of the series I, I literally split it in two and i because we have 10 volumes and i just couldn't finish it in time and i'm glad i did otherwise we would have a three hour long episode and that's a bit long don't you think um now Usually I do a review and all, but now yeah, I'm going to do like a halfway review, like what I think at this point, and next week you can like we get the rest. So not next week, next time. So in two weeks, approximately, you're going to hear the rest. Oh, I'm, I'm right and uh. Yeah, now we are going to my halfway review. Uh, so usually I like very structurally write down what I liked, what I didn't like. Now it's just a bunch of things. And I don't know what's the positive, what's the negative. Um, I thought that the story uh, up to this point was interesting and captivating. It's... Uh, there are multiple cliffhangers, um, including the one I ended with, uh, and they really um, keep you reading. And like, there is really a what if scenario. Like, what if this was the real thing? What if you like only had twenty four hours to live? What would you do? And it's a very interesting thing. It's like psychologically. Kind of th that that gives you stuff to think about, um, but it's easy to it's easy to read. You can go through two hundred pages in two hours if you want. I did that the first time I read the first volume, um, and it's, it's way faster. Like I, I've read a thousand pages of this, and it doesn't feel like it. I mean, my notes are maybe the same as. I would have with a 500 page book or something that I didn't know since the books I've covered are about 200 pages each and the last ones I covered maybe Ruby Red was a bit more but I'm not sure um, I basically blocked that from my mind there were um, and then like the more negative-ish things about this like I read these in the Dutch translation because again I don't know any Japanese 
I can barely like read the Konishiwa. I I can read that, but that's where it stops. Like I have no other knowledge of Japanese, although I have watched like one and a half anime and like these things, but the, the, these manga are all translated, and I really hated. The Dutch translation. It's really annoying. There, there are words in there that don't exist. Like, there's two words that could have fit in a sentence. And instead of choosing one of those words, they just combine it. That's not like... That's just really language error. And sometimes, like, stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, but you always have those translations. That's... Like, that's why if I have an English book, I am always going to try to read it in English. Except, like, for the Game of Thrones book. I have the first Game of Thrones book in French. No idea why. My French isn't nearly good enough to be able to understand that. But I have it in French. Anyways, also, this is manga. This is a comic. I really like the, the art style. But that, that's like, that's generally in manga. I like the way, the, the style of the drawings. But I hate the fonts. I hate that comic book of fonts. Really, that is just so annoying. The moment they put it in, in italics, I cannot read it anymore. And it is a hard font. And... Yeah, m- most people won't understand that, but I have a mild visual impairment, so those fonts are an important thing to me. But this is just very annoying if it's synthetic, but it helps that those letters that the that they always write things in bold and in capitals that that makes it easier. But the moment you put it in, in italics, no. Nah can't read it but you know that that's a meeting and also the you, you may have noticed uh, if you've listened to the in-depth discussion that uh, some of the, that these small stories these episodes that they um, become very repetitive sometimes uh, and that I noticed that while while I was reading but it didn't really annoy me that much, but I know it's it's. Uh, I mean, it isn't great, but I know that finding really creative stories, like if you have twenty of these stories, it's it's really hard thing. So we have the rest of the Kigami series next week, and after that, uh, I'm planning on doing the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, but. Maybe I do something else, but right now I'm planning to do um, so the Hunger Games, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. Also just because I want to see the movie in theaters, but I first want to read the book. You know, because spoilers in the movie and I want the book first. Yeah, I'm back in my Hunger Games phase, by the way. So the, the, the main trilogy is coming some at some point, but not right now. Well, that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Be sure to tune in next week for the rest of the, the Ikigami series. Um, thank you for listening. Really, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, I would really appreciate it if you like share this episode with your friends or with your peers or with people who are interested in manga, in uh, anime, in books in general. Just share the podcast. Uh, that would help me uh, and uh, by the way we've already reached 20 listens and I know it's it's a very small amount but I'm so glad like people have listened to me talking 20 times that that's it, it blows my mind um, also thank you for everyone uh, who's following following the podcast on in- Instagram already I noticed that there were some people that uh, joined that that began following this week so thank you um and if you don't already uh, follow the podcast on instagram or on facebook if, if anyone ever uses that i just um, i'm on there because it's a possibility uh, on goodreads and yeah on spotify or whether wherever you listen to podcast it's all um the name on all platforms is just another bookish podcast in four words um, with every first letter of a word in capital the handle the instagram handle is at just another bookish podcast all in one word all, all small letters and uh, we also have an email address as just another bookish podcast at gmail.com again um, all one word all small letters uh and let me know what you thought of this episode uh and i'll see you in the next one keep reading bye